What is up, everyone? It is your host, Aaron Karras, once again, put the main man, Chris Jusers. How you doing, bro? Doing all right, buddy. It's a little tired. A little oh, tired, yeah. You yeah. just got done with the game. Yeah, yeah. You're dead tired. Yeah, still, I'm still rehabbing my ring growing injury. Yeah. yeah I'm, it's, it's getting a little better. It's yeah. not that bad anymore from what it once was. So. Good, bro. That yeah. you heal uh, sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, because literally, it's been a pain. A straight yeah. pain. But, yeah, I'm getting better slowly but surely. But we're not talking about all that stuff. Let's... <laughs> Getting to what happened this week, Ooh. and man, it was a savory week. It was an awesome week. It, like it? for the limited games there were, oh, yeah. it's been a, it was a good week. Yeah. I can't even lie. Yeah, they're all quality games, so so um, I'm pretty happy about that. I'm very happy about it. So let's start where it all began with right. the Champions League. So first was Real Madrid versus Chelsea, both tying one one. Man, I'm pretty sure someone guessed that scoreline. I guessed it. Yeah, look I at you. It. Yeah, I got it you, right. Chris, for you guessing the scoreline, right? We got 1-1. One, one. Um, Christian Bulisic scoring. First yeah. American to score in yeah. a Champions League semifinal Heck yeah. ever. And Kareem Benzema with the other one. Oh, what a finish. It, it was a lovely finish. Oh. But not going to lie, Chelsea could have defended that a lot better. Oh, 100%. I agree with like, you. Like, they definitely, Chilwell definitely should have headed that out. I don't think it should have ever gone to Edmir, to Casemiro in the back post. And Edmonton just captain like crossing yeah. in and Benzema you know he's Benzema he does what he does but I want to talk about Real Madrid real quick yeah. and so when we look at this formation pre-game they ran the same lineup as Chelsea it was a three like a three five two essentially but when they played defense it became like a five three two and Real Madrid they I think Real Madrid got outplayed this entire game yeah based on the tactics and all that. Yeah, especially in the first half. I think Chelsea played a much better game. I remember, you know, Marcelo was playing like the left wing back position, just trying to go up and down, but I couldn't tell what my man was doing. He was like going in the middle, coming back out wide, losing his marks. I feel like he was in, <laughs> literally just playing his own little game out there. So it was kind of crazy. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, Madrid's tactics, I, I guess they're fortunate to come out with a 1-1 draw. Because I don't know if you remember, but Timo Werner missed that sitter. You know, I'm sure you remember because yeah, that was, that was terrible. It was literally one on one with Courtois. Yeah, Pulisic gives him a beautiful right. head back, and he wastes the opportunity. Yeah, Pulisic had a goal, uh, a goal and assist this game, so mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy. But but yeah, I think it was a pretty poor perf- performance from Madrid. I feel like the second half was really boring, in my opinion. Um, I remember we were watching the game and we were eating. I don't know if it was a food coma or the game, maybe maybe both, but. I was ready to fall asleep. So yeah, it, w- it was very boring. <laughs> in the second half, nothing really happened. It was just pretty much them playing a tactical game. Like we said, they're both running the yeah. same formation. But you know, Zidane. It makes you question why he was running a three back with. So it was Nacho, Varane, and Edin Militao with yeah. the three center backs with Carvajal on the right and Marcelo on the left. Yeah. You know it. I don't really agree with that lineup. I thought he should have gone with the four back. Play um, Varane and Militao with Carvajal and Marcelo as the fullbacks, yeah. and really just control that midfield. Because if you you know if you have like if you play like a four three three per se, but then have the wingers come back, it's a four five one. Right. I think that would have definitely because that's what Real Madrid is used to, in my opinion. They're not yeah. really used to playing three back. Yeah, I feel like and, I hardly ever see them play that. Yeah, you never seen Real Madrid. I've never seen Real Madrid play a three back, and they got exposed in the first half. Yeah, like badly, like. Chelsea was just knocking it in the midfield. Conte and Jorginho had an amazing game. Um, yeah. They were just knocking it in between Kovacic. Kovacic. Kovacic, who was also in the lineup, played for Madrid. 
prior. But, <laughs> yeah, no, he Kovacic played a good game as well. But they were just knocking around Modric, Cruz, and Casemiro like it was nothing. And I was just like, what's going on? Kovacic played? Kovacic did play. He did? Yeah, he did. I don't remember. He was playing next to Jorginho. Oh. No, I forget. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like they tried packing the midfield as well just because, you know, I thought, you know, because with the thing with, with Chelsea is that they have so much pace too. So they probably tried just throwing more bodies in the midfield, try to, you know, apply some pressure on, on when, when Chelsea was trying to counter. But, you know, in the first half wasn't really working out that way. Um, but I think that's what they're trying to do, just pack that midfield. Because if, I don't know, through play like a 4-3-3, you know, with Conte, the way that Conte runs around the field, especially with, you know, he had Mason Mount, um, that was playing a really, really good game, and, and Pulisic, you know, their speed, I think they're just trying to pack that midfield and trying to prevent them from, from, you know, creating or having too much space, you know, but, you know, obviously it didn't really work. Yeah, it didn't really work out, and Casemiro, he could have gotten something off this game. He, he, made some, yeah. he made some very questionable tackles. That yeah, I remember he went in, uh, went in hard on, I believe it was Chilwell. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. I think it was the second half, but uh, but yeah, he went in pretty hard on him. I thought he was about to get sent off, but in know. my opinion, people say he could have gotten sent off. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. He definitely could have gotten sent off, but you know, you know how it is with Madrid in the Champions League. So. Yeah, Madrid in Champions League is <laughs> always like the same old, same old. But yeah, I was just surprised how the, the tactics from that design pulled off, and hopefully in the away leg they you know fix them because right now they right now they'll be eliminated if they don't score. And yeah, exactly. They have to go they, over there and, 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 and score. Mm-hmm, and exactly. try not to, and not concede also. So. Exactly. And I think that so they have such an over-reliance on Benzema. It's in, like, he's the only player that can really pose a threat to Chelsea. Because yeah. remember, he off the post. When he, <clears throat> like, from nothing. Yeah. nothing, Literally had nothing going for him on the left foot. Right. Hit off the post. I thought it was going in. That was... Yeah, I remember watching the game at one point, and they were showing up the stats, and... Chelsea had four attempts on target, and uh, sorry, four attempts on goal, three on target, and Madrid had none. And I think it was almost like twenty minutes in, which is you know pretty odd to see from from Madrid. And then it, I think it was commentators curse something, but as soon as that happened, you know Benzema had that wonderful strike that unfortunately hit off the post. That would have been a, a banger, hundred percent. But uh, but yeah, shortly after, you know, um, you know Chelsea ends up conceding the goal that that Benzema scored. I feel like that was kind of a punch in in the gut for Chelsea as well. Um, because in, in the first, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes, it was it was literally all Chelsea, and that's when that's when Pulisic scored, um, and that's when Werner missed that, you know, that open chance that he should have put it away. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. But I yeah. think I think Chelsea can still go through. I think they're they're good enough as long as they can get my man Werner to, to, to finish a, an open chance. But, yeah, but we'll see. I, I think overall Chelsea's a better team right now. They're in better form. They have a lot more pace than the older guys that you know, obviously on the on the Madrid lineup, but. Well, you never know, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree on that. I think Chelsea's still going to advance through. It's just, you know, if they play the way they did um, in the first leg, then you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, and then the second game, which was the more exciting game out of the two, which was Man PSG versus Manchester City. Man City pulling up two and win. That's right. Did you guess that one? No, I guess one. I guess one new. One new. I guess. I guess two two. You guess two two. Yeah, I guess two two. Ooh, you were close. I was on close. That. You were close on that one. But I yeah. didn't want PSG to tie, but I wanted to. You know, I wanted them to tie just so I can have the bragging rights. Say I got both games right. Yeah, you you got <laughs> close. You were off by one. But yeah, what this game? It definitely lived up to the hype that. Oh, for sure. We were anticipating, and in the first half, it was it was tail, like like tail two halves. 
PSG was just oh my gosh the way they pressed Man City yeah they looked really successful Man City looked vulnerable the entire first half like they didn't have any rhythm they had no flow of the ball Mm -hmm. nothing they didn't like I checked the stats and during the game they were commentating like in like 30 minutes in the game Man City had like four touches in PSG's box and I was like what like that's unheard of so the way PSG was just pressing Man City was spectacular. Yeah. And it just... And they had so many chances that they could have put away. It was just a masterclass from PSG. Yeah, for sure. You know, and especially... Mbappe was a bit quiet this game. But, you know, if he's quiet, Neymar, you know, had an exceptional first half. He played, you know, he played brilliantly in this game. At least in the first half. Second half was a bit quiet. But, you know, he was the one that was doing everything. You know, I forget who he played a 1-2 with. Um, but he was in the box, took a shot. He looked like it was a free shot, but then Bernardo Silva, you know, uh, slid and, and it clipped his foot, went out for a corner. And I think that's when Mar- uh, Marquinhos, you know, with that corner, that's when Marquinhos got the header and uh, put PSG up 1 0. And yeah, man, you know, City looked so vulnerable. They looked, they didn't look as confident as they did. Um, Di Maria was giving Jao Cancelo such a hard time on that left on that left side. Uh, and yeah, he was. Uh, he yeah, didn't D- look too good. Yeah, Di Maria had a field day on Jackson. Yeah, that for for yeah. first half, he had a field day on. Him. Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely killing it. So you yeah, know, but if, then I'm sorry, yeah, no, go you're ahead. good. But like, you know, he was killing them. But yeah, it was just like weird because like we knew Man like we were saying the whole time how Man City doesn't play with a true striker. And I think in this game, like in the first half. They could have used a true oh, striker. 100%. They could have really used the true number nine, like an right. Aguero or Jesus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just masterclass. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, you're good. I was just gonna say, you know, back to how, you know, City only had four touches in the box. Even even before then, you know, in that first half, Gundogan didn't look so sharp. Even Rodi didn't look too good either. You know, De Bruyne, he looked he looked okay. Um, though the you know the the most dangerous opportunity they had was when Phil Foden had that shot. From the Bernardo Silva pass that he should have definitely tucked away. I think he messed up taking the extra touch. He should have just, you know, it came across to his left foot. Should have just played across the other way to the far post, tucked it in the way. And I don't think that now it's going to gotten it, you know, especially right on the floor um, or right on the ground, really. But, but yeah, you know, City is just too good. And yeah. they ended up getting the flow of the, you know, we're actually holding possession, getting full of the game in the second half, and just two random goals you know yeah literally the two goal like man city in the second half they just came out blazing like they knew they had to score one and literally it looked like psg was a completely different side oh yeah. they couldn't get out of their own half yeah. it was insane and bobby couldn't do anything neymar couldn't do anything yeah team rear didn't really do anything he was yeah. just doing defensive work maybe psg was fatigued or something but it, you know if they definitely would have high pressed man city like in the first half i think it could have been a bit different, and then, you know, PSG sitting back a bit more allowed Man City to get a good flow, get touches on the ball, you know. The players looked a lot comfortable. Gundogan had a, had a great second half. Um, De Bruyne was, was, was playing well. Mahrez had plenty of chances where he cut in and, and tried taking a shot or tried making something happen. And, uh, and yeah, you know, what's crazy was that first goal. What do you, what do you think Yo, about that, that I, there. So I was watching the post-game. Yeah. Analysis and they were like Pierce Michael, who's a Man United legendary yeah, keeper. Yeah. He was like, you can't really do anything in that situation because John Stones was staying right there. Exactly. So if John Stones taps it in opposite side, right. you're screwed because that's going in. 100%. But also, you can't really if he doesn't touch it, you're screwed because it's too late for you to yeah. react. So you can't really do much. 
But it just shows that De Bruyne's passing is 100%. just on point. Yeah, I remember there was a replay after it went in, and it was a perfect angle from right behind him. And you saw literally so much you know spin on the ball that it just crept into the far post. And he, you know, like you said, his passing is, is just so good. It just crept into the uh, into the far post, and it, it literally was played in in, in, in no man's land because uh, you know PSG defenders couldn't. Couldn't get a touch on it. John, like you said, John Stones is going to be there to touch it. <laughs> Let's it go through, and then Navas is, you know, just too late to react. Yeah. Um, and again, not much that he could have done. I think we'll just yeah. They you know, were like the masterclass by De Bruyne. The defenders, I think, could have dealt with it. Marquinhos definitely was in front of it, and I thought he could have um, had a deflection yeah. on it. But still, you know, it that ball that De Bruyne played. That's like one of the most dangerous balls. That's 100%. what Messi. That's what Messi does. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the most dangerous balls in football because. You know, it's in between the keeper and the, the player. Right. So you can't really do much in terms of coming out. Because if you come out, the player can just touch it in. Right. But if you don't come out, we see what happens as it goes in. Yeah, those like those uh, those cross shots that you don't know if it's a cross, if it's a shot. You basically just throw it in there and, and you just hope that someone deflects it and it goes in. In this case, you know, it was just placed perfectly. So it, it did creep into the, in the far post. Um, for the second goal... You know, PSG just shot themselves in the foot on that one. Yeah. You know, just defending one on one. You know, defending free kicks one on one. You don't. If the goalie wants you to jump, you jump, but you don't break the wall. You know. Yeah. You especially when the ball is coming at you, you're in, you're in there for a reason. You know, you're there to. If it comes at you, you have to block it. You mm-hmm. have to. If it hits your face, it hits your face. Hits you in the in the jewels. You know, it hits you there too. But um, but you just can't let the those balls go in. And what's crazy too is that they had uh, Verratti laying on the on the floor as well. So and he was he literally saw the ball going. Yeah, he, he saw was the like, <laughs> he was like, really? He yeah. was like, he looked at, he literally was like facing the ball as it right. goes in. Yeah, he was exactly. just like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Yes. They they took a page out of Juventus' book. Ronaldo and yeah, freaking when he jumped up. Yeah, that literally that was like a major hole it was yeah. just like oh it was huge yeah because it went between uh paredes and and uh Kimpembe. Kim, yeah Kimpembe. so mm-hmm. you know it looked like me like Kimpembe got out of the way but you know that's just that's just unacceptable you yeah know? You i feel like yeah especially if you come on guys we're professional players exactly you can't be jump you can't be scared to get hit by the ball yeah you don't break the wall never, never break, break the, the wall. wall but those were two major away goals for man city because mm-hmm. now you go back to manchester PSG has to come out and they got... You have to score two goals. You have to score two goals against you in order to yeah. advance. So you can play your game. And that's major for them. Yeah, they have to score two goals and, and not let uh, City score to, mm-hmm. to advance. And if they do score, if it's 2-1, you know, extra time. So we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, that second half from, from City, it's, uh, it you know, was, was perfect. Classic City. Um, going to the second game, I don't think they'll be overly confident. But, you know, I don't think they're going to be arrogant about it. They're definitely going to be confident. And I think, you know, learning what PSG can do in the first half, they will adjust properly so that, you know, it doesn't happen again. So so we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, we'll see what happens because it's going to be a very... This leg's far from oh, over. Oh, it's going to be a great second it, leg call. These two legs are far from over. It's yeah. not over for any of these legs. Yeah, and that's what we love to see. Yeah, because Madrid's going to have to come out and play because with their 1-1 result, they can't, you know, they're not going to advance. Um, and you know we've seen uh, Chelsea do this all the time. You know they, they they sit back and they have the pace up front with with anyone really. They got you know Pulisic, Ziyech, Werner, guys with pace. And then uh, same with uh, same with the PSG game. You know they're gonna have to use that pace. 
try to dominate the ball. We'll see what they do. They might want to sit back and just use, you know, the, the counters like they did against Barcelona, how they did against Bayern Munich. But we'll see if they want to high press or sit back and 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 kill them somehow. So exactly, which will make it very entertaining mm-hmm. for you know what's going to happen in the second leg. But on to Europa League. So the first game was United versus Roma. And oh my god. What happened? United <laughs> absolutely annihilated Roma. Six to two. Yes. Six to two. Five goals in the second half. Five literally. Five goals in the second half. And Roma, they didn't look too shabby in the first half. The first half looked good. Mc, you know, Mkhitaryan looks looked sharp. Uh a few of the guys looked really good, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Unfortunately for Roma they got <laughs> They got three injuries. Three injuries in the first half. Their goalkeeper Paulo Lopez being one of them. Yeah, freaking he entered his hand defending us, yeah. literally um, blocking a Paul Pogba shot. Yeah, look, he and must he, have been, I think it was his. I think it was his shoulder, right? The way yeah. he landed. Yeah, it may have been his shoulder. Yeah, but it was either his hand or his shoulder. Yeah. It was one of those two. And then, well, what else happened? It was the keeper. It was for two. For two, and, and uh, it was like the third minute. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was like the first few minutes in. The first few minutes in, he got subbed out, and then I think one of their center backs got hurt as yeah, well. I forget, what, I forget who the last one mm-hmm. was, but uh, he went and out he, right before half. Right before half, so literally three of your subs are gone. Yeah, three starters are gone. You know, in the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, and then United, they just turned it on. Edison oh, yeah. Cavani just turned it on. Oh, yeah, he was cooking, yeah. cooking. Yeah, like he looked fantastic. He had a wonderful assist on uh, Bruno Fernandez's first goal. You mm-hmm. know, I th- I thought also Paul Pogba had a great game. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a he's the one that you know was the one that you know shook off a couple of defenders, played the ball to Cavani, who ended up playing a perfect pass to Fernandez, and then you know then going down in the first half. Um, the first half was a uh, or if the Roma's goals was one from uh, Pellegrini mm-hmm. off of a PK. Unfortunately for Paul Pogba, he yeah, slides him, and it hits his hand. Him. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I was like. Uh, it was it's a PK. It's a PK, but, but obviously it was unintentional. But I mean, when it's in the box and and that happens, you get you have to call it exactly. And then uh, for the second Roma goal, it was a lovely lovely pass from Mkhitaryan to Pellegrini, who mm-hmm. actually plays Jeko, who Big almost boy, missed. Yeah, he almost he missed tried that. tapping in with his right foot, and then it's going out of bounds, and it just ricochets off of his left knee and goes in. So he was very fortunate for that, mm-hmm. you know. And you're th- and uh, you know, I was watching the part of the game. I was trying to watch both that and the other game that was going on, and. Uh, it was it was a half, and I was thinking, oh, you know, well, two one, two away goals, and then I wonder what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer told his players in the second half. But yeah, he, whatever he said to them, they turned it on. They turned it they on. on fire. They were on, they couldn't miss anything. Yeah. Well, one was a PK. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you know, Bruno Fernandez from the spot isn't gonna miss. Yeah, he ain't gonna miss nothing from yeah. there. Yeah, but it was. It was How about uh, Cavani's finish for his goal? <laughs> on the top ends. Oh Yo, my gosh, that man's too clean. He's yeah, because the pass that he received from Fernandez wasn't the best, mm-hmm. but he just caught it perfectly in the air and it just goes to the top ends. Obviously, yeah. he's in the box, but that's still tough to do, you know. Yeah, that's that's especially with the defender was coming. Yeah, in from his his he, plant from foot, his plant yeah. foot. So you already know defender's coming this way. You got to curl that around and make it in the top ends. You would have done that. I probably would have done that. <laughs> Still, but he's even he's with a, the hurt groin. Even with the hurt groin, I would have done that. But 100%. still, he's a veteran, obviously experienced yeah. and all that. And his second goal was very nice as well. Yeah, um, it was a the the easy little tap in. Yeah, the, easy tap in. I forget who shot it, but uh, it was uh, I think it was 
Was it Fernandez? It might have been Fernandez. I think it may have been Fernandez. I think it was, and the goalie just kind of parried. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez had a, Bruno Fernandez. He was he was go, he was trying to get a hat trick and a yeah, hat. Yeah, he had two goals. Yeah, two, two goals, assists. two assists. Yeah, Cavani had the same too, didn't he? He had two goals, two assists. I think so. Yeah, yeah. they both. Yeah, because he assisted uh, Greenwood's goal at the end. Not yeah. the line. That Greenwood goal was very slight. That was very. Slight. Oh, the goalie should have definitely. Yeah, yeah. The, it hit off of Mario. It hit off. Um, it was the defenders. The defenders like, deflected it. Yeah, and then the goalie dove, hit off his foot, and it went in. So that yeah. was kind of weird. But no, I was like, eh, that's kind of slight. But that pass but, that Cavani gave Greenwood though, out to the boot. Oh, it was perfect. Run. Yeah, United. Run that. United. They look good. Oh yeah. They look good this game. Oh heck yeah! Like literally, this was like the I. This was the IX Roma game. If IX could have finished. Yeah. If Ajax could have finished, this would have been the scoreline. Yeah. Imagine that game, Ajax against Man United. That would have been a, a that would have been game. a. Mm, I don't think it would have ended six two. I don't <laughs> think it would have ended six two. But hey, Roma could. We've seen Roma come back before. Yeah. But get out of here! Not with these guys. Four nil. Not with three other starters injured. You gotta be be united. Four nil. Four nil and not and not concede a goal. Yeah, that's a, that that's. Kind of far fetched, yeah. and that's really good for them, you know. Because uh, even though they're doing good in the prem, you know, I don't think I think they're still going to come out in second. But you know, you can depending on who they well, they got Liverpool this weekend, so they uh, I wouldn't say they can rest players, but you know, they can go into this game uh, with some starters, you know, especially the way Liverpool's playing. But then for the second leg, they can they can definitely start uh, you know rest some players rest as well. Players. Yeah, definitely. not the whole squad, but you know, give some players players a break. You might want to you know throw in. You know, players like Matic up there, uh, Donny van de Beek, guys that want some minutes, you know. Exactly. That can still get the job done, especially up by four goals. So, yeah. so uh, you know, hopefully those guys can get some time as well, get some reps in. And, uh, and yeah, looking, it looks like Man United's in the final. It looks <laughs> like, but you never know. They should never... not bottle this. If they do, oh my gosh, they're going to pull off, I yo, hate to say it, but a Barcelona. So. Yo, if, they, <laughs> if they do this, literally, it'll be all over headlines. People were talking about this for oh, a yeah. week. They'll be talking about that for the whole entire week. Oh, for sure. So they, they can, in my opinion, they're they're the favorites to win this tournament. Yeah, so, I agree. So they should uh, also, you know, not be arrogant, but confident Yeah, enough. Arrogant, so. but not confident. Yeah, yeah confident, but not arrogant. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But onto the second match, which was Villarreal versus Arsenal. Mm. Villarreal winning two one. Yo, not gonna lie, Villarreal dominated the hell out of that. I first think side. Villarreal went away with this game. Pretty upset. Yeah, I think they they could have they, sco- they could have scored been, a lot more. It could have been like four mm-hmm. one. You know, it could have. There's a uh, Moreno had a couple chances. They Jeremy Moreno is one of their best strikers. He's one of the players that that. Typically puts the ball in the back of the net, but you know, obviously didn't didn't happen from this game. Yeah, uh, they scored. What was it, Trigueros? Trigueros, yeah. Trigueros scoring in the fourth minute, lovely, yeah. lovely volley. Yeah, it was perfectly in the bottom corner, and then uh, Raúl Albiol. Yeah, Albiol, just, yeah, Albiol yeah. scoring a header. So, no, it was a. It was. Tap-in. It was. Yeah, it was from a header. It was from a header and then in a tapping. Yeah, yeah tapping. Almost missed it. Hit it in the roof. You know, he almost hit it in the roof of the net. So luckily, he was. Probably like a yard away from the yeah, but the line. seriously, what what's going on with Arsenal? It's Arsenal, man. I mean, just... It is Arsenal, but still two nil yeah. down at halftime, and then literally I, it was like the fifty third minute. Dan- what do you think about that red card on Danny Ceballos? Um, do you think it was a red card, like a second yellow? It was. It was unfortunate, but he definitely. You know, I think he was just trying to step. You know, because because Parejo came in and he ends up sliding and, and and poking the ball away as. Ceballos is trying to take a step down, and I mean he he landed on his ankle, so he did land on his ankle. But I I'm like, really? That's how you're yeah. gonna be sent out a player on a second yellow? I'm like, 
Mm. I mean, it was kind of like it wasn't as bad as the one that uh, that Guayas got. You know, yeah. when they played against when he when he yeah. almost broke Gundogan's leg. But I mean, he yeah. did go with this. He did stomp. I wouldn't say stomp, but he landed on 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 Parejo's on his on his ankle. You know, and we saw the kind of the same thing happen in the Man City game when De Bruyne got his uh, got his yellow against Danilo. So, eh, I don't think he intended to. But the fact that it still happened, I can see as to why he got yeah, the second. Yeah, but that's game. like a, I, I say that's out of a petty way yeah, to, you know, get sent off. But, hey, it, that happened. Arsenal was down to 10 men yeah. for like, I think, what was it, four, and it 30 was some, minutes? Yeah, it was a fortunate for Arsenal, too, in the first half. Um, Foyth ends up tripping uh, Pepe in the box. Yeah. But when he received the pass, he obviously was a handball, you know, so... The, the ref the ref ends up calling a PK and then he ends up going to look at VAR and you can tell that Pepe touched the ball with his hand before he got fouled in the box so so that was pretty unfortunate for Arsenal too in my yeah. opinion yeah that but, was uh, a little bit unfortunate because yeah. that definitely could have helped them get momentum and stuff like that oh yeah 100% you know 2-1 at least you have the away goal and at least try tightening up but but also in the, in the first goal too, it's, it's so weird seeing Chaka play left back because you can definitely tell he's not in his natural position. Yeah, he, he's too slow. Yeah, he's he's, he's so slow. Chukwe, and that's why the first goal happened. You know, Chukwese is fast and he's and he's pretty silky. You know, he I see him playing the league plenty of times and and he's good. He's a good he's a good player, especially when he gets the ball on his left foot. He kind of turned him inside out and then was able to poke the ball into Gueros. You know, ends up striking it to the back of the net. But uh, but yeah, I think I think Villarreal was a much better team, and I think Arsenal are. Very fortunate to come away with a 2-1 win going home because, you know, I feel like Arsenal's always a, at least in, in this tournament so far, they seem like a better team when they're when they're home than when they go play away. So, uh, you know, fortunate for them. But Yeah, but, very yeah. fortunate for them. And then, obviously, Nicolas Pepe scoring PK. Yeah, PK. Yeah. And Trigueros, why, Trigueros, why, Trigueros why, why are you sticking and, your leg out there, Trigueros? you got like 300 defenders around you, and he's the player already beat you. Why are you going to trip him up? Exactly, and he got a red card as well. Yeah. So it was like an unnecessary red card. He's right. out for the second leg. Right. Like, so right. like, what are we doing? Like, exactly. It's two nil. Yeah, three other uh, other players around you. He doesn't have a straight shot at goal, or even he didn't even look like he can cross the ball because they were just so close to him. Sticks his leg out, tries to poke the ball away, doesn't at all. Catches the player. Player falls. It was Saka, um, PK. So yeah, exactly. It was silly. It was a silly challenge in my opinion. It was silly. Yeah, and. Yeah, and then later on in the match, they got a red card. So they were playing 10 on 10. Yeah. And then it ended 2 1. So Arsenal gets to go back home with the, you know, with an away goal at least. So that's a little something that they can take back. But they had, definitely have to improve a lot. Aubameyang could have also finished this game. Yeah. He had a one on one with um, the goalkeeper and he completely scuffed it. Yeah. And he blasted did. it right at him. Yeah. Didn't do too well. And he also picked up a yellow card this game when he, uh, when he slipped. And mm-hmm. I think he caught Albiol. As well, kind of like around the ankles. So I thought he was about to get sent off, but you know, obviously that's just a yellow card. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, but pretty crazy. I'll, yeah, I'll, oh, hopefully Arsenal can fix shit, you know, some stuff up. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But that was Europa League and Champions League for a week. Now on some sad, tragic <laughs> league news that we have to sadly discuss. So in the Liga. Barcelona played Granada today, and sadly, Barcelona lost two to one. And why? Why do they do this to us? They were winning one nil. They had it. They had so many chances. They could have just finished this game away. 
It wasn't even close. This game could have been Barcelona's take it to the to the league title. And now we're sitting in third. And now we have to pray that someone makes another mistake. Right. And we have to capitalize on that. Right. So tell me what went wrong this game for Barca. Um like you said, you know, they didn't capitalize their chances. And defensively, you know, on the two chances that that Granada had, they weren't too dangerous, in my opinion, you know. Um, just simple little mistakes, man. And it's always simple defensive mistakes that always ends up biting Barcelona in the, in the back, you know. Um, the first issue on, on, on Granada's goal, on the first one, was that Umtiti let the player turn, right? Mm-hmm. And then he ends up playing a, a through ball, um... I forget the player's name that scored, but... I think it's Machic. Something like that, yeah. Machic or something like that. But, and then Minguesa sticks his leg out to intercept the pass, scuffs it, you know, like, kind of, like, hits off his the bottom of his boot, and it, and it leads to the player's 1v1 against Ter Stegen, you know? It's just simple things like that. Like, they just got to be tighter defensively, you know? And if anything, that's where TT can, can draw a foul, you know? Players force, you know, players facing the other way, if he turns, drag him down or something, you know? Just... Get the just get the foul, you know, and then just and then just fall back and, and regroup. But but no, that unfortunately happened. And then the second goal, he was wide open. Yeah, he was wide open. The second goal was awful. He was right between Umtiti and Pique, mm-hmm. and it literally just grazed Pique's hair, mm-hmm. and the player ends a perfectly placed header to the far post side net. It's a lovely finish, but mm-hmm. you know, but like, he was on, wide open. Wide open, yeah. It was wide open, like no one was marking him at all. And the worst part about it too is that you know, obviously Griezmann and and and, and Leo had a you know a beautiful link of play that that led up to the first goal. That nice little turn that Griezmann had, he played right into Messi's path, took a touch, finished it. But then right like right before half, Busquets plays a lovely over the top ball to Messi, mm-hmm. takes it down beautifully, one on one with the goalie, and he misses. Well, the you keeper know. did save it. He saved it off this heel. Yeah, he saved it. But come on, Messi. Like, <clears throat> you 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 know you have to put those away. I mean, yeah. obviously you can't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's his fault, but obviously he's known to putting those chances away. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you miss. But it's just things like that. That that if the the chances, the clear chances you don't put away, those are the ones that that bite you in the end. You know. Yeah. And that's really what happened this game. And Granada had nothing to. We're, we're doing anything special. You know, mm-hmm. they had I think like five chances on 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 goal. Uh, or, on t- uh, or yeah, five chances, and I think two were on goal, and, and the ones that they, that actually were on target were the ones that they scored. So it's just it was super unfortunate. Yeah, super you know? unfortunate. Literally, we dominated. It was like 80 possession. 80%, 80% possession. Yeah, it was like 81% Again. possession. I was like, what the? Again, and we dominated this game, and we just couldn't finish once again. It's the, like the same issue with Barca. And once again, Umtiti is starting, and we lose. So obviously, it's a... It's a sign. It's somewhat of a sign. That yeah, this the crazy man, thing is that when he played in the Copa del Rey against them, yeah, he was the one. He was. He had two errors. Exactly. And that, uh, led to their two goals. That led to their two goals. Yeah, that they had to come back and score or equalize in the last, you know, in stoppage time. So it was. It was pretty crazy. But it was. Just, I don't know why he plays. Obviously, you have to give players a rest. But yeah, I don't know why he plays. I don't know why he plays. Why Coleman decided to play him this game. It's crazy to think that Umtiti was our best defender a few years ago. That is crazy. Yeah. That is a crazy thought to think about that. He was our best defender a couple years ago, and yeah. now... Injuries happen and stuff like that, so... Yeah, unfortunate, but... Yeah, now we pretty much have to pray for... It's not in their hands anymore, yeah. yeah. We have to pray for Real Madrid. We need Real Madrid to slip up. Yeah, Real Madrid or Atlanta Madrid... 
Madrid to slip up somewhere and we can just yeah. take, you know, win out. Because Barca has to play against Valencia and after that, they have to play against Atletico Madrid. Exactly. So, in terms of Barca with Atletico, Barca has to win out. They literally have to win out no matter what. And they have to hope and pray that Atletico, uh, that Real Madrid drops points somewhere along the road. So, mm-hmm. that's the only option they have, really. That is and and Madrid does look fatigued. They don't look as sharp as they, as, as they normally do. And, you know, you can see that clearly in the in the game, you know, the Champions League game. That's obviously where their main focus is. So, you know, this this weekend coming up, who knows how Zidane's going to start off his, his uh, he's going to start with his starting 11. And then, um, you know, we'll see. Because I know Atletico Madrid has to play Elche. And I think Real Madrid plays against Osasuna this weekend. Mm-hmm. Barca's got Valencia. So even though Valencia's not looking too good in the table, you know, even even during this season, they're the ones that's giving... Uh, the top, uh, the top teams, the uh, you know, the heart, their hardest battle. So mm-hmm. we need to obviously beat Valencia. Hope that Madrid slips up against Osasuna. Hopefully they focus or just completely focus on Champions League and trying to win that. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think Alex Madrid's gonna lose to last place Elche. So yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. You never know. You never know exactly. Yeah, but literally, this was the game that could have slipped by Barca's you know title. But now we have to just pray. Once yeah, the again. worst part is that it was it was the game that was in hand, you know. It was the, this was the game that was going to put them in first place for the for the first time in the whole season, mm-hmm. and they just weren't able to do so. Um, very very disappointing, but you know, but, in, what can you do now? Yeah, what can we do? It's not it's not in their hands anymore. So exactly, we yeah. can't really control it now. But hey, it is what it is. But that was pretty much what happened during the week. So now the best part. Time for some little weekend predictions. Oh, yeah. Shall we get to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, first game, we have a massive one in EPL. We have Manchester United versus Liverpool. Said that earlier. Mm-hmm. So, some facts for the audience. So, United have lost just one of the last 15 home games against Liverpool. Mm. They have 10 wins and 4 draws. Last time they lost was in March 2014 when they lost 3-0. Second fact, Liverpool have, has, haven't lost consecutive games against United that since 2014 and 2016. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, Liverpool does pretty well against United, I would say. Um, third fact, and third and final fact, is that United have drawn seven league games 0-0 this season. So, they could tie the record for most goal most goalless games in a single season. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, and I mean, you never know. You never know what's going to happen because this is the Prem. And currently, these teams are in second and sixth place. Yeah, what's crazy about it, too, is looking at the table, is if Liverpool loses this game, and if Everton and Tottenham win their games, Liverpool will then be sitting in eighth place. Exactly. So this is a massive, massive, a massive game. game. And if they win this game, and you know Chelsea or West Ham drop points, they go ahead into that fifth spot. Yeah. And they'll only be one point behind Chelsea, maybe, or maybe a couple points. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see. So Chris, give me your prediction for how this game's gonna turn out. Oof, this is tough. Um, obviously, Man United is gonna, or Liverpool is gonna go into this game well rested, since they uh. You know, obviously, I'm playing. I'm playing midweek anymore. Um, but I don't know. Uh, especially the way that Liverpool looked against Newcastle, they looked very, very bad. 
you know, they, they couldn't finish. They looked sluggish when they had the ball. They looked fatigued. And they looked like they had no sense of urgency, you know. And obviously, this is a massive game. This is one of the biggest rivalries in, in English football. So, you do have that, that. They do have that going for them, right? Especially how Man United just played against Roma. Ended up subbing out some players, giving some players some rest for the last couple of minutes because, you know, they're obviously up by so many goals. So, we'll see, man. This is a tough one, but I don't see Liverpool winning. I'm going to go with Man United catching this dub. I'm going to go with the 2-1 win, Man United. Okay, I see. I see. So, obviously, we just saw how United absolutely demolished Roma 6-2. And Bruno Fernandes would be... Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, Cavani oh, playing out of their minds. Wonderful. They, 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 those three played out of their minds this week. This week during... Well, this Europa League game. And it just shows that they have quality. And obviously, they may, you know, get the start. I don't know if Pogba's going to get the start. Because you typically, in, in the Prem, he comes off the bench... Relatively late, same with Cavani. The only person that really starts is Fernandez. But I don't know. It depends on how the starting line, you know, shows yeah. up. If Martial and Rashford, they're bagging. Well, Rashford always starts, but if like you have Greenwood and you have a Martial top, you know, it's a little bit of a question mark for all of them because Greenwood obviously he's been in good form lately, but his goals haven't been the best, the most convincing finishes for me. Um, same with Liverpool. Obviously, we saw them last week against Newcastle. Struggle, drew 1-1 against yeah. Newcastle. Their strike force isn't looking so hot. So, really, United is the better team. And I do agree United will win this game. I'm going to give it probably a 2-0 because I don't think Liverpool's striker or strikers are as confident yeah. as we think they are. And I just think, you know, they're not going to finish. United, they have a solid defense. You know, obviously... You know, Maguire, Lindenoff, they're not the best, but they're quality. Yeah. So, I just think, and the way they're, Liverpool's strikers are in form right now, I don't see them scoring this game. So, I'm yeah. going to say a 2-0 for Manchester United. So, next game we have in La Liga, we have Valencia, Barcelona versus Valencia. Uh, currently, Barcelona is sitting in third with 71 points, and Valencia currently is in... 14th with 36 points but don't get the staying twisted valencia typically plays better against teams that are in the higher tier you know the upper half of the league right so obviously valencia they're not doing so well this season obviously in 14th and i haven't really seen valencia play that much because you know obviously a lot you know they're not showing valencia as much because they're not doing as well right but you know it's Valencia in the past have always been a team to give these top teams like Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, they've always been known to give them hard times. And they play, I don't know, typically they play counter against these big teams, but they are able to hold possession against them as well. So, and Barca just losing to Granada 2-1 at home, you know, that's a massive confidence Punch in the stomach right yeah, there because they gotta go to they gotta go to Valencia this game to, exactly to to win so exactly not, it's not the easiest obviously there's no fans here but it's not the easiest it's not it's not the easiest but still I think Barca I think it's just a little slump for Barca yeah I think your Gomez gonna realize maybe I shouldn't start him titty maybe I should just <laughs> yeah. keep my lineup the way it is and not just change players out but and that's what he was trying to do too because you know the players some of the players are very fatigued like. Like Pedri, that's why he started the yikes today. 
you know, Clement, uh, Clement Lanley probably needed a break, so mm-hmm. that's who you sort of started him to be. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still feel more confident with Araujo back there, even if he's not a left footer. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree, but I think, I think it's just a little sun for Barca. I think Barca's going to fix their act up, and I think they're going to win this game. I say, give it three one. Three one. And I think Messi's going to score a brace. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think I, I I still think the same as you as well. I think they're gonna they're gonna pick themselves off from this. You know, obviously have a couple a couple of days to rest since uh, uh, the game's on Sunday, and you know Valencia is not looking too hot. But like you said, they've been giving all like the the teams in the in the top four a uh, a tough time. So I don't know though. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't think gonna, it's gonna be three one. I think it's gonna be I'd say a two nil. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But we have another major game this in the Liga. Game. Oh, yeah. Great game. We have Sevilla versus Athletic Bilbao. Yeah. So Sevilla obviously is sitting in fourth with 70 points. And Bilbao sitting in ninth with 42. But just recently beating Atletico Madrid 2-1. to one. Right. So obviously Bilbao has capability of beating these big clubs. And they have a pass of beating these big clubs. Yeah. Obviously being Barcelona earlier in the season... And obviously giving Madrid and Atletico Madrid, Madrid hard times. Yeah, they're uh, they're typically like another Valencia type squad. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of mid table. Um, normally they're upper half of the table, both of them are. But but yeah, like you said, you know they typically give these teams a hard time. So so I don't know. Um, Sevilla has been playing really well recently too, which is crazy because they weren't they were pretty far off from the. The, they were still in, in fourth place, but there were there were some gaps between them and you know the, the the teams that were in the top three. So, you know, good for Sevilla to be up there fourth, only just one, only one point behind uh, uh, both Madrid and Barcelona, three points behind Atletico. So, you know, if one of those teams slip, if or you can imagine both teams slip, they can be sitting in in, in second place. Mm-hmm. Imagine all three top three teams slip; they can be tied for first place. <laughs> so it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Um, but uh, I think given Sevilla's recent form, I think they can come out with this one, especially it. knowing that they're uh, that they're that they've secured the the fourth place spot. Um, you know, I don't think Sevilla now Sevilla is looking at the title as well. So, so I think they're hungry for it as also, especially you know they got knocked out of the uh, Champions League by by uh, by Borussia Dortmund, got knocked out of the Copa del Rey by by Barcelona. So. They have a good shot of winning this title as well. So I'd say that they'd beat Atletico Bilbao. I don't think it would be anything too crazy. I think I'd, see it's like a, I'd see it like as a 2-1. I feel you. I feel you. Um, obviously, Bilbao coming off a massive win against Atletico Madrid last weekend. Um, Sevilla is obviously in good form. But they barely squeaked by. Yeah. They barely squeaked by. I just by. think you can the, say they barely squeaked by last yeah. week. But Most weeks they barely squeak Most by. weeks they barely squeaked by. In La Liga. So, that being said, I think Bill Bow is going to come out on top just because that massive win against Madrid. True. I don't think they're going to view Sevilla as you know, such a bigger threat as Atlanta Madrid. Atlanta Madrid sure, is, yeah, yeah. is the, obviously the, the bigger club. So, like, Sevilla, I think they'll be like, okay, I think we can handle them. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be, I say it's going to be like a 2 1. 2 1 if they're going to I just see, I just think Lopetegui is in a better, a better job with Sevilla than. Than Simeone has with this squad mm. in certain aspects in terms yeah. of you know possession and 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 taking the game to him. 
Letizia Madrid normally you know sits back and stuff like that. But Sevilla has been playing really really well under Lopetegui. Had some bumps in the road here and there, you know. But but uh, I just think Sevilla is a, a co- collectively. I think they they play a, a more attractive football than than Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only issue is with Atletico Bilbao is their consistency. They're they're not very consistent. So yeah, they're not very consistent. But I think. You know, I mean, yeah. they're gonna show I, out. I, I mean, can, yeah. Out so I can see, I can see it going either way. I can see it being a draw as well. But I just think Sevilla's gonna come up on top yeah. for this one. Yeah, I feel you. I feel. I see both sides as well. But we have one more prediction from the league on league on out of any <laughs> league. Yes, the French league actually has somewhat of an entertaining game yeah. this week. So we have Monaco versus Lyon. Yeah, yeah, crazy because these two sides. You know, typically, you know, they're in the top four. Yeah. So, you know, it's Monaco's in third with 71, and Lyon is in fourth with 67. Right. So, obviously, this is um, it's going to be a big game, yeah. and I have some facts, little mini facts about Ligue 1, even though we don't really cover it that <laughs> much. So, fact number one is that not... So, in the last... Nine league and games between Monaco and Lyon have ended in draws. So none of them have ended in draws. The last nine meetings have not ended in a draw. Second fact is that Monaco have lost only one of their last 19 League One games. Yeah, they've been looking solid. They've been looking very good, you know, during their stretch, obviously. Mm-hmm. Fact number three, and the final fact, is that Lyon have won two. They've only they won two of the last six league on games. So they're not doing so high in, you know, the league. So a little bit of a concern. But Chris, tell me how this game's gonna play out. And um, give me your prediction. I think what's really interesting about this game is that, you know, if say say Monaco wins, right? Depending on how PSG and and, and Lille do as well, um, you know, Monaco can can be right up there, you know, if uh if Lille and both PSG win their games, then Monaco is still going to be only one point behind PSG. So it can go that way, it can end a draw, or Lyon can can go ahead and win this game, and then they would only sit one point behind Monaco, and they'd basically fight it out for that last uh, yeah, Europa League guaranteed spot, right? So, I don't know, but Monaco just looks so much better, I think, mm. recently. Especially, you know, they got players like um, Benyadet, you know, they got... Obviously, says Fabregas, you know, guys that are, are quality. So, uh, I think Monaco will win this game. I think I can see it uh, just based on what I've seen from Monaco. I can give it like a like a 2 0 win. I feel you. I feel you, yeah. Um, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of League One because it's just a very top heavy league. PSG's pretty much the only team that pretty much. Yeah, this year's been pretty crazy. This year's been crazy. There's a little bit of a mix up because, you know, no one was expecting Lil to, you know, overtake PSG. But, yeah, Monaco, they have quality players. Fabregas, Ben Yedder, it's uh, Ronald Alfel Cow. Yeah. So, they have quality, and they have experience up top. So, obviously, they have the experience in being in this situation and being a team that could possibly be a top of the league. So, you know, it, I, I do think Monaco is the better team, in my opinion. And I feel like... They are gonna pull out this win against Leon because Leon, you know, they're kind of, eh. you know, last time we <laughs> last time we we picked a game in Leon, uh, Leon lost four to one. So, 
yeah, let's just say Leon do, don't do well in big games, I think. But I think Monaco, I think they're going to win this game like 3-1. I can see that, yeah. I can see that. Right. I can definitely see that. But those are our predictions for the week. We've given you a Champions League review. We've given you a Europa League review. We've given you a devastating news about was sitting blow. <laughs> blow about La Liga. And we've given you our predictions for this weekend. So, yeah, you might want to put some money on score lines, but hey. It's a, it's a devastating blow for Barca fans, at least. Yes, it's definitely <laughs> a sore for Barca fans this week. <sighs> Sour We're taste. used to it, though. It's okay. We are sort of used to it. <laughs> but hey, you never know what's going to happen in the game of football. But that's why we love it. But that concludes this episode. Christian, any final words for the people? Uh. You know, just keep watching the games, you know. Get get yourself informed and listen to what we've got to say. And uh, let's hope Barca wins, you know. Let's hope Barca wins. <laughs> let's hope Barca wins and uh, the other two, the other three, the Liga team slip up. But that, we'll that, That's what we say <laughs> every single time. That's what we hope for every yeah. time. But but as always, buddy, KTP, baby. KTP, baby. We love y'all. Stay safe and peace. Peace.